Welcome to the Level Up Podcast, brought to you by Century 21, the Harrelson Group, featuring masterminds with real estate leaders, coaches, and influencers, plus eye-opening strategy sessions with up-and-coming agents. You'll learn exactly how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And now, let's get to the latest episode of Level Up. Welcome back, everybody, to the Level Up podcast, where we learn how to go from agent to entrepreneur. We have a wonderful guest with us today, and we are talking exactly about that, how to blow open the doors and max out opportunities. Justin Helmus is here. He is a National Association of Realtors 30 Under 30. He is a producing broker, a former indie broker, now with Berkshire Hathaway, which is actually one of the things we're going to talk about, because Justin's gone through some very interesting transitions in his career in terms of going and looking for the opportunities that are coming, and then blowing the doors open of those and really executing at a high level at every single stage of his career. And so we're going to talk about those transitions and what we can learn from them and what the next steps are for Justin, talk about the strategy and for next steps so everybody can learn from that process. So before we bring Justin in, let's bring Greg Harrelson in first. Greg, what's up today? Hey, man. I'm uh, I'm here, live, excited, <laughs> and full of energy and, uh, and waiting to hear... Uh, Justin, share with us how he's blowing the doors open, and right. uh, and I think it's going to be exciting because I, I learned some, some a few things about him in a very short, brief conversation that I think is going to have a lot of value. So yeah, absolutely. And Justin, on. officially welcome. Thank you guys very much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, super pumped to have you. So give for those that don't know you, give people an idea, kind of number one, where you're at, and just a brief, you know, about the market that you're in, and just the structure of your business as it stands right now. Absolutely. So I am located in Bel Air Bluffs, Florida, which is about 30 minutes west of Tampa, um, about less than 10 minute drive from Clearwater Beach, which I guess is uh, America's number one beach right now. So that's that's what we're going to say it is. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Our market here is mainly on the high end. Um, Typically, batting in the high end puts our average price range somewhere around seven hundred and fifty thousand. the price point will range anywhere from 200 all the way up to, you know, 13, 14 million though. Uh, great market to be in. Um, I, like I said, it, I am a managing and producing broker with Berkshire Hathaway Florida Properties Group. Uh, and I love it. So that's, that's to date. And you've got, and just to recap, cause I remember you mentioned that a couple of the offices in that area are yours. How many right. agents are in those two offices? So right now we're on 46 agents, and that bats between our Bel Air Bluffs location, and we have a location in Indian Rocks Beach, which is uh, seven minutes away from this office as well. So between the two, we have that. We have a couple really big teams on there, but 40 about 46 agents right now. And what's the, is there a layer of management between them and you? Uh, so I am what's called the market president. So really, I am their managing broker for both offices. So I am their immediate go-to. We do have two franchise owners that are above me, um, two great guys. They own they own the franchise for all of Tampa Bay, and they have 22 offices under their wing, of which two are mine. Cool. And then final question before we let Greg jump in, just what's your <laughs> what's the balance of your because <laughs> I know Greg is going to go right for the jugular. Um, no, no, so, not at all. <laughs> well, not, not in a bad way. I just mean you're going to yeah. get into the <laughs> want to talk about. Um, I, I'm just curious just about the balance of the time, because I know there's a lot of folks out there that are either they've thought about going indie they're they're weighing the same decisions that you've made over the years going indie and then going back into the franchise system. What's the split of your week between producing and managing? OK, so. Obviously, going back from being an indie broker, I was obviously a producing broker. I was manager. I was accountant. I was secretary. I was data entry. I was all the above. So mm-hmm. when we made the transition over to Berkshire Hathaway, uh, a lot of things were able to be leveraged in my uh, position. So 
Uh, I would say that I would spend, I spend probably 70% of my day doing managing broker activities and 30% of my day doing uh, producer activities. Um, I truthfully enjoy the managing broker side of things a lot more. And I hate to say manager, it's it's really a leadership position. Uh, Mm -hmm. Being able to take somebody from a uh, current scenario, whether a brand new agent or they're just a a million or $2 million producer and try to get them to the next level and beyond is, is why I'm here. And that's why I wake up every day. I really, that, that's what gets me going. Love it. Cool. Yeah. Greg, where would you like to take things? Because we can talk a little bit about the lead generation side, but that's obviously not not where he's spending the majority of his time. So I think we might want to stay within the managing broker and the leadership part as opposed to talking about the relationship selling part. You know, what I'd really like to to talk about and learn more about is is the, the, the progression that he's been on, right? Because... Um, you, we, he's already said, you know, on this podcast, you know, there's a few things, a few changes and, and, uh, and adjustments or changes that has been made. But we know in a, in a little previous conversation that, you know, that part of behind change is learning, adjusting and executing. Right. And I think if you got to learn, you make adjustments, you execute and then you just keep progressing and building, you know, something bigger and bigger and bigger. And I think a lot of people there, they they sometimes they miss the lessons that they could have learned. Sometimes they don't make adjustments. They never make any change and then they don't execute. Well, Justin seems to be doing that well. So I think it's worthy of spending a little bit of time of like when you were were an indie broker or, you know, even in the beginning where you were just a producer. Like, what are some of the things that you learned early on that maybe, you know, the light bulb went off and says, hey, gosh, you know what, I, I want to take this to a next level, another level, and, and it's because of blank. I learned this, I see this, and I'm going to execute now this. Sure. Okay, so that's a great question. And I think that regardless of what we talk about on a uh, real estate level, I believe that producers can take something from it and also uh, managing broker and leadership stuff because it's very much the same type of deal whether you're recruiting or selling. Um, foundation number one for me is relationship building. And, and the key word that I like to use there and being really, really successful as an entrepreneur or even in real estate is being a connector. And I use that word connector a lot. So. I pride myself in knowing a lot of people and and building really good, long-lasting relationships with uh, people in my local community and being able to connect people on a professional and a personal level is what drives me. You know, that that type of uh, relationship with somebody where I can take their type of business and see an opportunity for them somewhere else and or see an investment opportunity for somebody or even recruit somebody into my brokerage. It's all because of that interwoven relationship where I'm able to connect people from A to B to C and then introduce people that way as well. So connecting people first and foremost, no matter what, if it's on the sell side or the managing broker side, is absolutely the foundation. Yeah, I get that. So how does that um, translate into as you're making your transitions and now you're you're running two offices and you're still doing some production also. How does that translate to leadership, um, you you know, and 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 how do the agents that are following you or, you know, in those brokerages benefit from those types of things? Okay, so obviously, you know, being being on the relationship side of the business and keeping that as the core foundation, that is a lot of what I um, 
I want, I don't want to say preach to agents, but I mean, that's, yeah. that's a big focal point of what we talk about. So going from the indie agent role where, you know, I had my old uh, brokerage, the Gulf Life Realty Group, it was more of a, it was a burning passion to grow into the next level because before I had worked for a company, I was just a sales associate working my way up, you know, doing the sales thing. But then it was like, I got this twinkle in my eye. Hey, I want to start this real estate brokerage and then take that brokerage and who knows where that can take you. And that's, that's the beauty of it is that if, if you take that leap of faith, the world is a great place. And uh, no matter who you meet, no matter what day it is, that day or that person that you meet can change your life. And I've always lived that way. And so that is proof in the pudding right there where we ran our small brokerage there for four years. And I was, I've been a broker since 2013 and 2013 to 2017, I was broker and producer there. But then Berkshire Hathaway saw an opportunity to not only take away a competitor, but bring me in as managing broker to help lead this uh, two offices to the next level. And so that really all streamed in from relationships from day one and not forgetting about those day one relationships because it's very easy for us to look at real estate on a transaction per transaction basis, whether it's recruiting an agent. If they come aboard or they don't come aboard, great, check the box and move on. No way. Um, same with selling real estate is, you know, if, if I've closed on that sale, check the box, gone on to the next one. Yes, but no. You know, so I'm all about you know, taking those day one relationships and molding them all the way down the line and being able to um, craft those relationships as you go and grow them. And that, you know, in, in a nutshell is really, you know, what's what's helped me get here today. And hopefully it's it's to the moon in the next couple of years. Yeah, there'll be more change, you know, uh, yeah. you, you know, coming up. You know, Matt, I know you all were talking a little bit about you mentioned lead generation. Where where are you going with the lead generation conversation? Well, Justin, I think it comes back to the relationship approach, which to yeah. me, what I'm what I'm very interested in always is uh, there. It's very it's very easy to give qualitative advice in the sense that hey, we need to do more of this, or we need to have this such and such mindset. What I'm fascinated by is when people can actually translate that into okay, do this, as in put this time in your schedule and fill it with this type of activity, and that will right. accomplish what I'm telling you to do. So I'm always curious about when somebody says like, hey, I want to be a better leader or I want to be more relational rather than transactional. At the end of the day, it always comes down to our actions. What do we actually do? What does our calendar look like and things like that? So I would just love if you give people a brief sense of with the 30 percent that you're spending and investing in the relationship side to actually still produce. What right. do you do in that 30 percent of the time? So that 30% of the time is very consumed by personal touches. And, and when I say personal touches, I mean either um, I write at least two handwritten cards a day and send those out to past or current clients or even, um, you know, past or future recruits that are going to be coming into the company. Um, so really what I try to do is I try to time block two hours out of my day to where those two hours are devoted to production. And production in my role is really multifaceted. So I don't want to say production is just sales associate side and then the other stuff is managing broker. Uh -huh. Really, those two hours are um, either going after new recruits, um, gotcha. going after new listing appointments, going on buyer, buyer appointments. Those are the um, income producing activities and then the rest of the stuff follows. So, But every, everything, everything revolves around handwritten notes, going and meeting people in person, um, prospecting in the sense of going to have coffee with certain people, um, 
very foundational stuff. I mean, it's not the, the way that I run my business is absolutely not rocket science. I, I really, really want to try to make relationships in the sense that um, when people meet me, they understand who I am on a personal level and then build that from there. But those, those two hours every day, and they're generally in the morning because that's when I'm most productive. I'm very, um, I'm very in tune with waking up early, you know, getting your workout in if that's what you're into, you know, eating the healthy meal and getting into the office early because when you're into the office early is when, you know, you, your creativity flows and you're able to do the stuff that uh, you wouldn't necessarily do in the afternoon after your little lunch slump, let's call it. But, you know, those those pr production activities every two hours every morning is really important to me. So that's making the phone calls. That's going on listing appointments. That's, you know, writing the handwritten notes. That's all that. OK. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. What 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 portion of your business do you think comes from repeat and re, uh, like referral centers of influence, uh, repeat business? It's got to be high. It's 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 hugely high. I mean, it's it's probably 90 or 95 percent. It's so, just it's something. Yeah. Yeah, so the agents that um, are in the brokerages that you're pretty much the leader of, like you, even though I know that there's some franchise owners involved and whatnot, yeah. but you're the, you're, the, you're the leadership, and that's not to right. take away from the owners. Um, right. How, what would you say the percentage um, of their business is also kind of referral-based, repeat customers and centers of influence? So it varies quite a bit in my office. Um, it, it, that's a tough number to say because each person yeah. varies quite a bit. I wouldn't say that anybody teeters more than a 50-50 because I really try to lead towards that Larry Kindle ninja selling aspect. So I really think that a majority of our office is more 70% relationship and referral business and 30% yeah. the rest. It just yeah, seems now, here's to be the reason more sustainable. Why I yeah, and I'm and I, sorry to interrupt you, Justin, but the yeah. reason that I that – I, the connection that I wanted to make, and, and, and you just kind of connected the dots for me, is notice how who he is as a leader translates to who agents that are under him – basically, he's being an example. He's, a, he's, he's leading by example yeah. and – and, and validation that his example is being well received within those who he leads is that they're also doing a tremendous a tremendous amount of business in that same fashion. So it really doesn't matter like if if Justin you says all I do is cold call and I'm doing really good at it, then I bet you that you would have a lot of people in your business that right. or in your company that do their business that way. So for my challenge out to other people that are listening right now, not to you, Justin, but the challenge is, you know, if you're leading a company and the people inside of your company are not running their businesses similar to how you would run your business, what's the disconnect in the conversation between you as a leader and them as the agents? You know, I challenge other companies to really look at that and answer that question for themselves because I see a direct connect here. You, I, I believe that the agents are very clear on on that business model not that you don't support other business models but you're probably crystal clear on this is one thing you can be doing that works absolutely I, I couldn't agree more and that's that's really how I bring people in and retain people inside my office is the first thing I want to see when I when I interview somebody in that situation is if you're going to be you know, propositioning to come into our office, I want to make sure that it works and it gels because we have a teamwork atmosphere and I want 
realtors when they sign on with our company to understand that you're looking at the person next to you in the next office over as a colleague and not competition. And that's really, really important to me because a rising tide floats all boats. And that's really what we do. And we work hard at, at building that rapport. And it's incredible what teamwork does, especially when you think about real estate as a very individually driven type of business. And it's, you know, you know, you're producing, you're killing what you eat kind of thing. But when you bring that dynamic in and you lead by example in that regard, it's numbers just go through the roof. Yeah. Yeah. I think consistency, you know, there's a difference. I think Matt, we've talked about there's the being and then there's the doing, you know, as a leader, you can lead by example and others will tend to be who you're being. Um, Mm -hmm. Or you could be, and some leaders actually try to, you know, tell people what to do, but it's inconsistent with what they're doing. And then they're always ticked off that no one's actually doing what they say because, because our agents Mm -hmm. are not going to do what we say. Our agents are going to do what we do. We should have learned that with our kids. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I was, I was thinking after our conversation last week, Greg, um, just about, about, you know, what, what would a Greg Harrelson leadership book look like? And I know, I know exactly. Uh, well, is is it possible for a book to reach out and smack someone in the face? Cause I feel like that's, that's really what, if we can, if we can rig that up, that'd be great. (laughs) But, uh, barring that, uh, barring that there, there's two things. Um, it, it, it is, it's not just so much of leading in the trenches because that there is a, there is a sense of the trenches are something that you can dip in and out of. Which, Greg, you would kind of revolt at that idea. You you live in the trenches. The trenches are not something you visit. The front lines is not something you visit on occasion to boost the morale of your team. You just live in the trenches. And so when I think of kind of your leadership style, and it's the same thing that Justin's doing, it's it's just, it's congruency. Yes, that's it. Yes, that's what I'm getting from Justin. Like, I believe that if I was being recruited by Justin, then somehow this would come out in the conversation. Like I would get that this guy's a connector. I would get that this guy's about relationships. I would get that we're, we're colleagues, not competitors. I think everything, I, I, I believe in everything you're saying is, is what I'm saying, Justin. I feel the authenticity here. And I just imagine that that's translating to the agents that are, that are, that are in the companies that you're running. Sure, absolutely. It's it's easy for us to look at the real estate industry as a whole and blanket it. And uh, I think that you know the media does that, uh, perceptions do that. But what's interesting is is you can walk into different offices and feel a completely different dynamic. And without even looking at the numbers of what that office does, I think you'd have a pretty good idea just by feel. And Walking into work every day and being passionate about what you do is, is just step one. You know, sh- showing up and being passionate about it is going to take you a long way. And I can tell you that right from the beginning from when I started. That that got me further than anything in the world. You know, I'm not the smartest guy in the room, but um, I make up for it in effort. I'll tell you that. Yeah. So where <laughs> so, are you going next? Yeah, where are you going next? You got, you, you yeah. know, you're transitioned all the way now. You're running uh, two companies. You're still doing some production. You know, yeah. what does 2019 look for you? What does that look like? So I, lo- I like the production side a lot, um, really, because I del- delve in the higher end. Uh, the higher end is a, is a really cool area to be in just for the, the fascination factor, the, the people that you're working with. That type of thing is great. But really where my passions lie is in the leadership aspect. So 2019 is absolutely growing. Uh, my offices actually hoping to expand to more offices. I would really ideally like to get on a 
situation with Berkshire Hathaway or what have you um, to the point where, you know, I'm overseeing many offices and I'm able to help generate activity and help generate motivation and leadership throughout those offices and be able to share a couple key points with those brokers at that point. So, I mean, very, very top down and kind of corporate structures is my mind, but um, I really want to grow my business on the leadership side, have more offices, have more agents underneath me, have bigger producers, have uh, those success stories, that whole bit. That, that's what really gets me going. So growth on the brokerage side is, is 2019, big time. Got it. Okay. I, I so, Greg, how do you yeah. – yeah. Can I share with you my note, Matt? You'll like this because you know I'm writing okay. notes. I said, Just, Justin is being pulled to the position versus him – pulling a position to him. Justin hmm. is being pulled to a position versus him pulling the position to him. You know, like when he, you, don't you just feel like he says, my passion is this. And it's like, I, there's no doubt that it's just things are, no, no wonder why you're making transitions. Like you've made a few transitions, right? right. Team, a part of a team, to indie to now where you are now, and you're already thinking about your next position, right, or, right. or transition. And it's not it, it's not because you're a flake by any means. It's not because you can't stick to one thing. It's like every time you open a door, you see another door, and you seem to be taking a little peek behind that door, and you're learning and you're connecting with what you're really passionate about. And as you get more and more connected to the passion and you start yeah. experiencing that, then it just pulls you. That passion is like this gravitational pull and it pulls you to the right position as a leader versus you like denying all this and just saying, this is what I want to do and it must look like this. Like if you think Absolutely. that this is what it's got to look like, you're probably going to be in trouble. You're being led almost by your passion. So just an observation mm -hmm. and, and hopefully somebody in the audience will, will see that and see something in themselves. That's how well, I started too though. It's it's funny that you bring that up because I started and I, I you know I was almost like a bulldozer when I started. I had a little bit more passion than knowledge, you know, and that's that's good to have. But at the same time, you know, taking a seat back and understanding what's going on around you and being able to formulate. And most importantly, I think people miss opportunity because they don't see opportunity. I'm always ready for opportunity and. When opportunity hits you in the face, you better be able to run with it. You better be able to know what's going on around you, know what's going on in the market, know what's going on in your industry. And you get exposed to different things. Had I not had my boutique company and not come over to Berkshire Hathaway, I would have never known what I was capable of on a leadership end. Uh, that, that, to me, on a leadership aspect is absolutely why I'm here. Um, it's what I'm meant to do. I get fired up about it. I used to get fired up about a lot about the production side, and I still do to a certain extent. But there's absolutely a reason why everything happens. And if you put yourself out there and you put enough energy in the right place, uh, it's going to take you really far. Love it. There's a uh, – man, there's so much. Um, so, Greg, you might appreciate this. I, I wanted to go back, Justin, to something that you said about when you were starting out, which is the, the twinkle – you got a twinkle in your eye – uh, of of a vision of of something that you could uh, of something that you could do, I wanted to uh, to ask you a little bit about that. And the reason why I ask is this: I was listening to a podcast over the weekend where David Goggins was the guest star. He's the Navy SEAL that was the subject of the book Living with a SEAL, right? So a lot of people in the audience might know who David Goggins is. And he was talking about how 
a lot of times we make the next step and Greg, to your point about transitions, a lot of what drives our transitions is we'll all of a sudden get this little vision, like a twinkle in our eye of the person we can become. And all of a sudden we'll get that flash. And that's, that's actually where the, where passion. Oh, that's fantastic. Okay. So, uh, so the, the question there was Justin, if you can take us back to the point where you had that kind of twinkle in your eye, what was it that you saw? Was it, was it somebody you could become some, something that you could build that all of a sudden kind of ignited that passion in you? So there's a couple twinkles that have happened along the way. And, you know, that's, that's the term we'll use. It's, it's interesting <laughs> because yeah, when, uh, when, when you're at a certain age and when you're at a certain point in your life and maturity level and uh, professional level, you know, different twinkles will hit you at different times. And for me, what, what kickstarted me was um, I was working in the finance industry and that's what I was getting my master's in, thought that was going to happen. And then all of a sudden I just got this bug. I said, listen, I got to really go into real estate. I wanted, I want to sell high end real estate. That's what I want to do. That was the first twinkle. That was what got me set off. And that was great. And that, you know, up until, Honestly, that up until 2015, 2016, that was what I was living out. So for five, six years there, I was, I was really living out that dream. I was doing great. The production's awesome. We started our brokerage. Everything's fantastic. And then all of a sudden, I got a little taste of leadership. And I was like, holy smokes, this, this could be a whole other level. And my mind started boiling here where it's going, okay, well, am I going to take this company that I have now and grow multiple offices and do it that route? Um, I'm not sure. And then all of a sudden, knock, 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 Berkshire Hathaway, we talked to them for a couple months. All of a sudden, we're acquired June 2017. And I was like, okay, this is great. This is a sign. So, you know, that jump for me was a very big jump because it's one thing managing and brokering your own company and leading your own company because it's it's you, it's your DNA, it's, it's everything that you've put into it. But when you go over into a franchise and then obviously a corporate thing like Berkshire Hathaway, that's a big jump and it's a leap of faith. And I say that, you know, growth absolutely happens outside of your comfort zone. And if you're not willing to get outside of your comfort zone, no matter if you're producing or if you're in a leadership role, no matter what you are, entrepreneur, growth happens there. And you got to take those big leaps of faith in order to excel to that next spot because you just don't know what you're capable of. Um, so it wasn't really truly until I was in my chair at Berkshire Hathaway where I, I could really understand, you know, what type of um, what type of role this could be. And, and, you know, people have different opinions on managing brokers and what their job is and what kind of money they make and what their lifestyle is and stuff like that. But truly any position that you take on in real estate, you can craft it to your own. And that's the beauty of it. And to be able to take each one of those twinkles and be able to grow that twinkle. So before Berkshire Hathaway, I never thought about the the corporate levels that you can climb and having multiple offices underneath that. So that's the twinkle in my eye right now is, is making sure that I hire the right people and proofs in the pudding with us and, and we're kicking butt, but you always want more. You always want more. Yeah. Hmm. Greg, that's uh, great, great stuff there. Yeah, I know it, it is really, really great. Um, how would you, if you're in Justin's position, this is what I'm curious about, because you, you're in the position where you've acquired offices, you're, you're part of a franchise system, so you're very similar position. You know, Justin is coming up on you and is structurally in the same position where, where you are, where you can acquire offices. Um, briefly, what, how, what are some things that Justin can think about in terms of 
his next moves, what types of people to recruit, and if he looks to acquire an office or build an office, what are some of the things that he would think about? Yeah, so one of the things I think he's kind of already on a on a on a on, on a path that's mm-hmm. going to lead him to a right place, and that is you've got to be you as a leader got to be very honest with yourself and be able to you know ask yourself who am I? You've got to be very clear at who you are. And when you're clear at who you are, then you start to look at the people that you're going to bring in your company, you're going to be partners with, and make sure that they're a good fit. You know, like he, he's, you know, relationships. You know, if that's truly who he is, which we believe it is, then making sure he's building his company with people that fit in that type of model. Like if you bring a hardcore coal caller in, you know, that's fine, but you put them in the middle of the room with all the people that are really into relationships and there's going to be some disruption. And that doesn't mean that one person's better than the other. They're both fantastic. They're just different in a model. And, And so I think what ends up happening, a lot of companies or teams are built where the leader thinks, I'll just take anybody, and they don't realize that not everybody is good at gelling together. And it really starts with the leadership identifying with who they are, and then let that kind of, not that you're better, but let that be something that you're that you're looking for in the people that you're bringing in. And if the people don't fit, resist the temptation to bring them in and build it a little bit slower in, in quantity in order to really excel in the area of quality or consistency, I should say, consistency within the environment. Yeah, absolutely. I use the example whenever I bring somebody in into an interview is, you know, I'll, I will push away the idea of a multi-million dollar, 30, $40 million producer um, immediately away if they don't gel with us. And, and that's, that is not even a, a blink of a thought process in my mind. It's just, in, it's immediate, you know, it, it's got to be the gel. It's got to be the teamwork factor, Greg, that you were talking about. So I, I couldn't yeah. agree more. And I, you know, I appreciate that advice. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, the, see, what ends up happening, Matt, is it makes things a lot more – it builds a better culture. It mm-hmm. builds an environment where everyone wants to be in. It's really going back to it, – it, it, we're all tribes. You know, it's just a matter of yeah. whether or not we're getting along in, within, within our tribe, right? So what this does is really build a solid tribe. And then it's as a business person, it's much more efficient because then when you're trying to figure out, you know, I'm going to start adding some training materials. I'm going to start adding some coaching. I'm going to start adding this system. Well, then you start looking at do those systems, do those messages fit my group? If you've got, if the group is so fragmented, then you got to have this training program and this training program and this training program. And everyone takes on, it takes on a different energy. It's different content, different messages. It just gets a little confusing. I think it's harder to build that type of operation versus knowing who you are, identifying what model you're committed to, and then being really focused on building around that model, building around your strengths. Yeah, being being on purpose as opposed to being on accident. I mean, that's you know, yeah, having a like purposeful that. vision is is absolutely uh, my goal for sure. I mean, I you know, yeah. nobody's perfect, and I'm still you know 30 years old, and I'm still learning every day, and and I think all of us are. But 
uh, it's exciting. You know, it's, it's, it's a fun, it's a fun thing to be able to be a part of other people's lives. It's just, it's, it's a totally different deal. Yeah, love it. Yeah, and, and Greg, I think you're right in terms of when you when you build out an organization that's really razor sharp clear about what is expected of them and that there's a philosophy and a point of view behind why you do business the way that you do business and it flows from the leader. Like you've got that, Justin has that. Uh, the more that you can the more that you recruit and stay within that, it makes everything else so much easier. It, yes. And it especially makes it easier to attract more of those people because everybody in your organization and everybody that your organization touches understands very clearly what you stand for. The more scattered it is, it just makes everything more difficult, but it especially makes it harder to attract because there's just no, there's no attraction in confusion. It just doesn't, it doesn't attract people to you. Confused people don't buy and it just, it applies just as much in recruiting as it does in one-to-one -one sales. Yeah. And this is the leader's, leader's responsibility. Mm-hmm. This is what we bring to the company. We can't be looking at them to bring it to us. This is what we bring. Yeah, love it. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Well, Justin, tell uh, tell everybody where, just remind them of where you're at so they can keep you in mind for referrals since you are in a community. I'm sure there's a lot of people that either have second homes, vacation homes, or, or are looking to retire in that area. Yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, Tampa Bay area, really Pinellas County. So Clearwater, Clearwater Beach, Largo, Bel Air, Bel Air Bluffs is really uh, our area, Indian Rocks Beach, uh, 727 area code. Um, so yeah, we're at the Berkshire Hathaway right in Bel Air Bluffs, uh, Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Florida Properties Group. Um, you want me to give my email and stuff like that or? Uh, well, no, we'll just get, uh, we'll give a website, that'd be better. Um, yeah, perfect. So we've got Great. clearwaterrealestatesales.com, right? Yeah, that's perfect. Yep. Perfect. Awesome. All right. And then, uh, Greg, what's the best way to reach out and connect with you? Ah, Facebook Messenger is the way to go, as I say every time. And uh, it seems like people are using that more frequently than email, at least to me, now that I've been putting it out there. And it really, if you if you have messaged me, you've noticed that I have responded, and, um, and it's a lot more efficient. So just reach out to me on Messenger, and um, I'll do my best to get back with you and answer any questions that you have. Awesome. And then for the, the podcast itself, guys, make sure to go. You can go to the leveluppodcast.com. All the links are there. Or just go straight to whatever um, app on, on any device that you have, whether it's Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, depending on your device. Just go grab, subscribe to the show. Make sure to leave a rating and review. If you really enjoyed Justin's episode especially, make sure to call him out publicly and thank him for his time and for contributing uh, when you leave a review, which would be awesome. Make sure to give him a public shout-out. Um, but Justin, this was awesome. I know people got a ton yeah. of value out of it because there's a, a, you know, I, I love the conversation of just blowing the doors off of opportunities, which you, you clearly are. But the fact that you're moving into that kind of leadership and really getting super, super razor sharp clear about the expression of your leadership and, and the people that you're attracting, this is a really, really great conversation. Um, I'm humbled to be a part of it, guys. I, I can't thank you enough. And Greg, thank you guys very much for, uh, yeah. for allowing me the opportunity. This this type of stuff is really really fun. You know, hopefully yeah. uh, one person got at least one nugget out of it. That's what it's all. We about. had some some yeah, heavy I'm hitters. Sure. We had Michael Higdon was watching, Todd Tremonti, Valerie Easter. We had a bunch of people watching, dipping in and out on the live broadcast. So uh, for anybody that's still watching, guys, always make sure to pop in your location. So if you're watching on Facebook Live, which we're pretty much here every Wednesday at the same time, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, make sure to pop on, join us, watch for a while if you can make sure to put your um, your questions as well as your location into the comments so we can keep you in mind for referrals too and for everybody that's uh, watching listening whatever the case is we'll see you guys on the next episode of level up